Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prepper Guy update. Uh, this is October 7th. So I need to apologize for being uh, off the grid, I guess, for a while. I got uh, pretty damn sick. I think I had the uh, 2021 flu or Delta variant whatever they want to call it. <clears throat> I don't believe in getting vaccinated for flu shot. And I don't really buy into the bullshit pandemic, which I've said before. So so I felt really bad for three weeks, even though I was still able to work. I just, I would have to pull off the road sometimes because I'd start coughing so bad, <clears throat> you know, to get whatever out of there. And it was like it was you know, basically concrete in my lungs. And because I had asthma when I was a kid, I really got to be careful of what I take. Because if I do a lot of uh, acetaminophen, which is an expectorant, then it dries dries you out, which is good, because then you're, you know, you're not leaking out your nose all damn day. But it'll also dry your lungs out. And with me having had asthma it'll turn into bronchitis really quick. And that sucks. So it was kind of a balancing act of taking just enough something to where I could sleep at night. And I actually found that Vicks uh, NyQuil uh, worked out pretty fucking good. Because then I could at least sleep and, and it would dry everything up, but not my lungs. And then the rest of the day, I had to just suffer. So I didn't think any of you wanted to listen to me cough a lung up. So I didn't. So now I'm back. I'm alive without a flu shot, without the vaccine, without giving a flying fuck about what Fauci says. And here I am. Um, There was a lot of smog. Now, right now, it seems to have cleared a bit. Because it's been about an hour and a half. So usually every morning, depending on wind and all that, we get a a bunch of smog. And, and, And I kind of explained in the video how I look at, you know, the fact that the government will come up with these harebrained stupid fucking ideas and then go, what a great idea. And basically ruin the economy for a town... You know, which Douglas used to be a very large town near Bisbee, which was another mining town. And uh, and the government just came along and said, well, that's great. Fuck you. And they'll do it to a county. They'll do it to a state. They don't care. You know, the logging industry in a lot of areas has been shut down over a, a fucking spotted owl. Even though they found spotted owls nesting in Kmart signs no you can't cut down any trees and and really it, it's it's always by design you know the guy I was talking to just earlier uh, manages a retirement home he's in the medical industry and you know they actually take care of their parents patients and use vitamin D and C and uh uh, hydrochloroquine or whatever 
it takes to, to make the patients better without giving them a shot. But if the patient decides they want a vaccine, then they'll, they'll give it to them. So they keep their costs way down and they keep people alive by not putting them on a fucking ventilator. And I was telling him, my theory is that it seems like no matter what the government touches, not only does it just break, but it gets all fucked up. And when you study things like Agenda 21 and stuff, you actually see that there's a very nefarious kind of agenda behind it. They will sit there and say it's for health and safety, which is horseshit. But there's always something going on. And maybe not so much with Douglas and the, and the mines, because that was years ago. I mean, like, I think 20 years ago or more. But it was still the government just, you know, like a bull in a China shop, a free market China shop, just fucking everything all up. And that's just, you know, the health industry. So, you know, everywhere you look in the health industry and, you know, with what's his fucking face, Fauci, you know, we are basically getting screwed. And they're, they're trying to kill us with vaccines and mandates. They're, they're screwing the economy. And people go, well, no, they're not really intentionally doing that. And that's just naive and stupid thinking. They are trying to fuck us up and kill us. And there's enough proof now with science that this vaccine will kill more than it will help. It might not be this year, but that spike protein is designed to destroy your immune system, not help it. And then when you do get something, it'll just kill you. You'll have an inflammatory reaction and your immune system will overreact and kill you. That's that's the science. Now, I talked to a guy the other day, and he's like, no, 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 no. I talked to my doctor, and hundreds of doctors that I know in my business have all said that the vaccine is fine and safe. But I talked about this in nutrition a few years back, that what the science knows about nutrition is usually 20 years ahead of what the doctors know about nutrition because they're not allowed to play in the same sandbox and the distance between those sandboxes is anywhere from 10 to 20 years. So science is like the, the engineers that build a space shuttle. And then the doctors are kind of like the mechanics that replace parts. And it's that big of a difference. So, you know, listening to your doctor is full-headed because even last, you know, last year's flu is what this year's flu vaccine would be based on. But now we all got Delta variants, so we don't even have to worry about that. So, the medical field is, and the nutrition field, the CDC and Big Pharma are trying to kill us. And, you know, I watched a video from, I think, 2011 with Anderson Cooper railing on Pfizer and some of their, their, the things they've done. 
And, and what they did was so heinous that if they would have fined them, they would have closed. So they decided they were too big to fail or too big to rail on. So they allowed Pfizer to create this shell corporation, and then it took the hit and paid a couple billion dollars in fines, which I think between some of the lawsuits, it ended up being three, four billion dollars in fines, which was three months' profits. So look at it this way. If you're in business to, say, go out in the ocean with your, your, your fishing boat, and some company's going to pay you $300,000 per barrel of toxic waste you kick off your boat. And when you get caught, the fine is 20000 for that day. So you're going to keep doing it because the fine is really very cheap cost of business. And that's how Pfizer looked at it. They go, this is just cost of business. We really don't care. Now, asshats like Anderson Cooper are sitting there going, you should get vaccinated. And, and these unvaxxed vaccine lunatics, non-vaxxers or whatever they want to call us, are the problem. You need to go get a Pfizer shot or a Johnson & Johnson shot, which were the same people Anderson Cooper was railing against just 10, 12 years ago. So the media is full of shit also. And big tech, and you know, people can rail on big tech all they want, but the reality is if, if you quit being on big tech, they lose their power. If enough people quit going to big tech, you know, Facebook, Google, then they lose their power. Even though they might not go away, it's just like if you don't like Fords, buy a fucking Chevy. There's DuckDuckGo. There's Brighteon Social. There's Rumble, BitChute. Um, I think Brighteon even has, uh, yeah, Brighteon.com. I upload videos to them all the time. And even if the owner doesn't agree with me, he's not going to censor it. Unless I'm talking about, you know, building nuclear devices to kill people. Anybody in their right mind would censor that. I mean, I wouldn't even let my kids do that. And I'm not into censorship. But there is a common sense line in the sand we got to draw. So there's ways that you and I that have a different belief than Mark Zuckerberg can just continue on with our life. Posting videos and enjoying the world. Getting our news. And... and and being fine, you know. You're not going to make them go away any more than General Motors is going to go away. But buy a fucking Ford. Buy a, a Chevy, which is not General Motors, or buy a, buy a Ram, a Dodge. There's options. You're not going to make them go away because there's still people that want to buy a fucking GM. Fine, let them. What do you care? So big tech is, is a problem, but it's not the problem. When government gets involved and all our politicians start talking about censoring them and closing them down or censoring the Internet, that's where the real problem will be. Right now, we don't have a problem with 
Facebook or, or Google or YouTube. But when the government gets involved, we will have a problem. Because the government's designed to fuck things up. They create a crisis, and then they sell us on the, the fix, and then they tax the fuck out of us to pay for that fix, and then they move on to the next crisis that they create. And we're the suckers, so fuck them. So whatever, how you want to look at big tech, just quit playing the game. If you don't like football, join a fucking softball team. So then there's, you know, the media. And then you got government in the med- you know, medical field, big media. You got politics that are just fucking bullshit. Talked about that for 10 years. So who cares? And, and then you have the economy, which, you know, is, is a shithole. It's a fucking disaster. Now, my big point to this podcast is I'm kind of, you know, I've, I've I've said for about a year and a half now that I want to just back the fuck out of it and just live my life. I, you know, tired of being out there. It costs a lot of money to manage websites and podcasts and stuff. And, and it's not that I'm looking for a return on investment because there is no money in podcasting. Fucking trust me. But if 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 you're you know Joe Rogan or Howard Stern or somebody, yeah, there's money in it, a lot of money in it. I'm not that people, and, and you and I and my friend John Jeffers, we're we're little fish. We do it because it's fun, and we have two, three hundred listeners, and and hopefully you know one of them a tell a friend and. Not to listen to my podcast or John Jeffers' brief, but just, you know, here's what's happening. Maybe open their eyes. But, you know, there's 300 and some million people in America and 7 billion on the planet that have access to my podcast. And there's probably three, 400 million podcasts out there. I can't remember the last count. So I'm not really going to move the needle at all. So... You know, I've been pushing them back on it. And here's why. You know, there's people out there like Mike Adams. And he only gets, you know, 30,000, 40,000 listeners a day of his podcast, The uh, Situation Update, on the Health Ranger Report. I think it's HR Report on Brighteon.com. And, you know, that's a lot. I mean, if I had 30,000 listeners, I, I would feel pretty cool. I might even do some sh- fucking show prep. But even that, out of 300 million, well, that's like 0.01%. He's not really moving the needle either, but he is getting a lot of people listening to what he's saying. And he's, he's, he makes really good points about medical and politics. And he's got friends that are, you know, military friends that he trains with and shoots with and stuff. And they tell him things that he can't really pass on, but he does. You know, you got Mark Levin. You know, he's very smart. Fucking written books on the Supreme Court. He knows what he's fucking talking about. You got Glenn Beck. You got Tucker Carlson. You know, you got Alex Jones been out there for 20 years railing on what the fuck's going on. And here we are still, 20 years later... 
out of the frying pan and in the fire. And so I look at it as a, as a lost cause, not because I don't want America to survive. I just know for a fact that it will not survive. We passed the point of no return 70 to 100 years ago. And nothing's going to change. And it's going to run its course, just like gravity does, just like water runs downhill. You can dab it up for two, three hundred years, but eventually it gets to the top and starts running again. It's, it's physics. You build something on a really good foundation. Say you build a, a two-story house on a super foundation. It's like, you know, overkill. If you build a 200-story house on top of it, it's going to fall over. Because the, the foundation wasn't engineered for that much weight. And America was never engineered for this much fuck-up going on. And like I've said, you know, the, the, the big fix would be to abolish the 14th Amendment, get rid of gerrymandering, and just elect a representative to go to, to the state to work things out, send a senator once in a while to the Washington and get our representation back. Sounds real simple. Will never fucking happen. So you look at politics and you go, well, you know, like the school boards will, you know, it, it's the Overton window. It's, it's, it's the trial balloon, whatever you want to call it. They, they sit there and, and pump out critical race theory. And, and they know it's, nobody's going to want it. But they stick it out there, and then when people rail against it, they call them terrorists, and they send the FBI after them. See, it was just another planned whack-a-mole attack. And we fall for it every time. Because, really, we live in America, and we can't just fucking kill people. Jeez. You know, that's safe for revolution. Unfortunately, when we get to revolution, America's dead. It's over. We'll be fighting over the corpse of Uncle Sam and Lady Liberty. They're fucking be dead. We will never rebuild America again, ever. And that's why I keep hoping and hanging on that maybe somehow God will be talking to somebody and go find me one righteous person in America and I won't destroy it. But I think they've run out of options just like in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it's just like, fuck it. Nuke it. That's a religious way of looking at it. But either way, all roads lead to hell. There's not a thing in America, a situation, that you can look at and go, well, that's good. A shining light over there. Oh, where's that? Um, we have oceans. That's cool. Pretty. Yeah, everyone's got oceans. You can't swim in them because you're locked down. Well, but we got really good schools. No, we don't. Well, we got great cars. Well, yeah, kind of. You know, if car industry would have been left alone like SpaceX has been left alone, we would probably have fucking flying cars like the Jetsons. But no, the government fucked that all up too. Well, but Mark, they did it for the environment. Yeah, go fuck yourself. No, they didn't. They did it for control. And everything is about control. You know, you can say follow the money, but really look for the control. Because that's where the money is. It's under the rock called control. So, I don't, you know, it's not like we're waiting for the shit to hit the fan because the shit has been hitting the fan for 75 years. 
it's just not like a big shit dumped on the fan. It's like diarrhea. It's the squirts. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. And, and, and so by the time the blob has gotten to kill us, we've allowed it to slowly creep. Like those old movies, The Blob, you know, it's like funny. It's just like, turn around and run. What the fuck? But, you know, the blob has surrounded us from coast to coast and border to border to where there's, there's nowhere to run. So the slow creep of, of new world order and socialism is upon us. And there really isn't a whole lot you or I can do about it. It's just, just fucking not. You know, you can cry and whine. But it, it doesn't fucking matter. So we all know from listening to every voice in the wilderness that what is ahead is massive, you know, roadwork, whatever you want to call it. You know, we used to have a 3,000 lane Audubon that we could rip along at 10,000 miles an hour. And then the bureaucrats all had to park in front of us and slow us down because health and safety, environment, green energy, fucking whatever. So now we're going about two miles an hour. And, and, and they've pretty much blocked every lane that you can think of. And I can't find one that there's a silver lining to, to what the fuck's going on in America. It just doesn't exist. I'm sorry. So we know it. So now all you have left to do is, is prepare for it. And as a prepper, I've been talking about that for years. But mostly I talked about politics a lot because, as I've always said, when the world ends, it will be because of politics and some dumb fucking asshat politician that threw a wrench in it and then went, oh, sorry. And then they ran out of things to do. So now what they do, when they, when they fuck everything up, they take us to war. Well, the same goes for China. The same goes for every country that's in this pickle. You know, China might invade Taiwan. We'll have to defend them. We might have to do something counterintuitive to stop them from invading, so then we're in the middle of it. Russia would be pissed off at us for fucking with Syria. They already are. You know, and Syria is Russia's ally, just like Israel's ours. You fuck with Israel, you fuck with us. Well, we fucked with Syria. Russia's kind of pissed. You know, we keep moving missile, you know, closer and closer to the border of Russia. You know, to protect whatever. That's why Putin laughed. He's like, whatever, you clowns are talking about stupid. So when all the countries realize their back's against the wall, they'll go, well, we need to, we need to go to war to save our economy. And, and don't think that these fuckwads are not all in a private meeting like a G25 summit or whatever going, well, we've reached the, the end of our rope. The toolbox has been empty for years, but we keep fucking making new tools. But rather than do that, um, we need to just go to war. It's good for the economy. gets rid of a lot of people. And so, you know, there's America going, well, that's not a bad idea because... Uh, we pretty much fucked everything up. We can continue to print money, but China's not going to put up with that much longer. Or any of the other BRIC nations. So, yeah, let's go to war. How can we do this? And then they'll put together a plan. 
And then we'll all buy it because we're fucking stupid. You know, it's like, yeah, fuck China. Yeah, fuck Taiwan. You know, and all the Chinese, oh, yeah, oh, fuck a Taiwan. However, whatever. You know, so it'll happen. You know, there, there are already fucking our ports and our logistics and we can't get, you know, our supply chains are shit. That's all a plan. This, this pandemic has been a plan to fuck us. Then we'll die. You know, a lot of people will die from the spike protein, which sheds. It's kind of like a dog sheds hair. The spike protein comes out of your pores and sheds. So even if you haven't been vaccinated, you can still get that spike protein in your body. Because it was designed to be like a, a contagious vaccine. You know, it's like, wow, what if people that had measles, when they coughed on you, you had the measles vaccine, so you didn't get the measles. That was the master plan. And it, it, that's what they say anyway, but it was bullshit. Fauci just wanted to fucking kill more people. You know, him and Bill Gates have been saying for years, we're going to kill everyone. We're going to kill everyone. We're going to kill everyone. And then you turn around and go, you're trying to kill us all. They're like, the fuck are you talking about? Another damn conspiracy theorist. Damn flat earther. An anti-vaxxer. Arrest them. So they're going to they're gonna get together in their little cabal meeting and then they're going to, you know, start wars and continue to do whatever it is they, they want to do. And, and the best way to do it would be to, you know, yes, kill 90% of the Earth's population. I, I think an EMP would be great, but then, you know, whoever EMPs us will EMP them and then blah, 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 blah. I went the wrong way. That was stupid. Now I got to flip a bitch, which I'm sure I cannot do, but I'm going to. So, you know, and I know, and anyone that can think, even slightly logically, knows that when you see a detour sign up ahead, yeah, you should probably fucking slow down and start planning your detour. Because there's a detour ahead. You don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist. You just have to go, oh, detour ahead. And that's what these billionaires are doing, you know. Elon Musk wants to build a fucking city on Mars. I don't know why they don't do it on the moon. I guess because the moon has been, you know, we put a flag on it, so it, you know, it's, it's ours. And we don't want the federal government involved, so Elon Musk is like, well, fuck them. We'll go to Mars. Fuck them. Leave them all behind. That's cool. Whatever. So even these smart people, they're not doing it just because it makes a, you know, they're compensating for something else. Uh, they, they they really want to get the fuck out of here. So you need to start prepping. What I've been doing is trying to buy a, a case of MREs every week or two. I bought a really cool thing. It's called a reloader. Um, it's at 22LRReloader. Dot com so it's 22 long rifle reloader.com but it's just 22 l r r e l o a d e r and you can reload 22 shells after they've been fired 
and he makes a good point. He's like, well, there's, you know, you can you can reprime it and, and, and reload it and put a new bullet in it, and the odds of the of you hitting that same spot are one in seventy. But he goes, most of the time, if you get your primer packed in there right and cleaned out, even if it hits the same spot, fifty percent of the time it'll go off anyway. So you really have a one in one in one hundred and forty chance of it always going off. And it's pretty cool. I owed it was like a hundred dollars. I got some Primal. I need to get some gunpowder, but you know, other than that, I was like, "Wow, I gotta have that." I think it was like a hundred dollars, ninety-seven dollars, and that was for the the reloader thing. It looks like a pair of pliers where you can make your own lead uh, bullets. And you can crimp it, and then it has a couple tools for scraping out the primer and repacking the primer. And uh, it's fucking amazing. I think if you go to that same website, there's videos, and, and watch them. It's just fucking awesome. But, you know, I got tons of, you know, shotgun shells. and People used to kid me about every time there was bird season, I would buy five or six boxes of, you know, 12-gauge or 20-gauge birdshot and they're like what are you going to have a revolution with birdshot and I go no I'm going to have a revolution with uh, wax slugs which will fuck things up and I can make them with the same thing open it up pour the pellets in hot wax spoon it in there let it cool done and done you know close the lid pour a little wax on it boom and that thing will fuck up ballistics gel in a hurry and uh there's a really cool website. Well, they probably took it down on YouTube. It was called Gun Fun TV on YouTube. And these rednecks would just shoot shit with, you know, cut slugs, wax slugs, hot glue slugs. It's fucking fun to watch. Um, so I did that. That was part of my preps. You know, a long time ago, I bought some really nice hiking equipment because, you know, bugging out is really hiking and camping. Yeah, you call it whatever you want. So I got a great backpack, and I got a lot of stuff, and I got some good boots, and I got you know 22 uh, Ruger takedowns. So I got the 22 long rifles that break down, uh, you know, that I can carry on my pack. Uh, you know, a lot of my heavy caliber pistols are um, polymer based, so they're pretty light, except my fucking XD, which is like a sledgehammer. You know, so. We need to prep. And now most of my listeners are probably, you know, fairly prepared. You know, most of it goes on up here, you know, the, the prepping part. And you have to be able to look and see that detour sign or road close sign ahead and get the fuck off the road really quick. But then if, if you've been a prepper for, you know, like me since 78, you should have a lot of stuff anyway. You know, I don't have a year's supply of food, but I have... Uh, I don't know, like three cases of MREs, and the calorie content is so high that, you know, that would be a week, you know, or 12 in a case. That would be like a week for, you know, me and my wife, maybe even two weeks because you can split that up because I'm old. I don't need that many calories. But if I'm hiking, I would. So I got, you know, maybe three, four weeks. I got other stuff that I've packed. Now, I'm a, I'm a I'm a carb hater, and I don't like carbs. I buy 
dehydrated food and MREs only because if I have to bug out on foot and things get really bad, where I'm going might take a week or two to get to on foot. And I don't want to be stopping and setting snares or shooting or trapping. I want to stay quiet. I want to have cold camps so MREs come in to where I don't need to light a fire. I got cases of hand and foot warmers, so I don't need to make a fire. And I live in Arizona, so it still gets really fucking cold at night, but still. Got a little road work here. See how I'm slowing down? Because there's a sign guy here. It says stop. So if if the sign guy was the Illuminati and, you know, wanting to uh, kill me, I would have got off way back there when I saw the construction sign. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, well, rock slides. Cool. So I think, uh, you know, most people are prepared enough. And then you just got to start thinking outside the box. You need to look at things that are not, you know, on your list of lists, but common sense things, you know. It, like, I go through jeans really fast, but before they're totally ruined, I'll throw them in, you know, in a bucket with some socks and underwear and shirts and there's a change of clothes. So, you know, do things like that. You know, get your year's supply if you got it. But I, I'm not a fan of your supply because if I literally have to bug out, I will, I will, you know, not be able to take my year's supply. I'll be able to grab my backpack and that'll be that. So if I have a year's supply of beans, band-aids, and bullets under my house or wherever the fuck I end up putting them, I'm not going to be able to take them. And that fear of losing all of that stuff will be a thing that will cause me to hesitate. And therefore, I might hesitate just one or two days too long and end up getting overwhelmed and overrun by bad guys. Because I hesitated. And he who hesitates is lost. So you gotta you gotta always think about things outside the box. It's like, do I want a year's supply of food? Now do I I might want a year's supply of food cached along the way to where I plan on bugging out to. It's kind of expensive because I have three bug out locations in my area that that would be a lot of stashing of shit and the minute I leave my house I'm heading in a different direction so you know you can't always do that now you know I have the most logical place where I know I'll go but I, I, I can't take that chance and I don't have the money to pre-position a year's supply of shit at three locations so I have a better pack than most, you know. I have a very comfortable design pack that 
It was designed by an orthopedic surgeon, and you know, it's called Pack Rabbit, and it's just super. I mean, super comfortable, super durable. Same company that used to make the the Alice Pack for the military. Same design, just modified. And so, I got that, and I got clothes and food and traps and bullets. You know, if I have a couple bricks of 22 shells, well, that's almost a 1,000 pounds of meat if I shoot and I'm a good shot and hit a rabbit or a squirrel each time. Well, there's like a fucking year's supply of food right there. So you need to prepare that way. You need to kind of almost guerrilla prepping. You know, go, if, if I have to, if the zombies are kicking my door down, and all I can do is grab my pack and run like fucking hell. Put the pack on and keep going. Everything is in there to get me where I'm going and, and keep me happy. There's clothes at the bottom of the pack. You know, I don't have sleeping bags and tents because I'm not that concerned about it. I'll find a rock because you know, zombies are chasing me. But, you know, my boots are tied onto my pack. So even if I can't put my boots on at a time, I can grab it and run barefoot and then put some socks on it and bug the fuck out. So that has to be your first thought. It's like if, if I have zero time to do only one thing, maybe like 10 minutes because somebody calls me and says the SWAT team's coming, the zombies are coming, whatever. I can, I can walk out, I can grab my pack, and I can leave. You know, I can grab my two rifles, a couple pistols, out the door I go. It would take me literally a matter of less than five minutes to be away from my house by you know, quarter mile, eighth of a mile. I live somewhere where I could just drop down into a wash and walk under the freeway and keep going. So you got to think that way. You got to think, what is my, instead of this whole plan, like what is my hazmat plan? What is my, you know, societal collapse can? What is my urban plan? You need to think is like, what is my five minute bug out plan? What is my one hour bug out plan? And what is my one day bug out plan? Because if, if there's an EMP or shit hits the fucking fan or something, you're not going to want to stay in your community more than a day. You're just going to want to be gone, disappear. Beat me up, Scotty. And, and so those three, you know, one minute, you know, one day, you know, couple minutes. You just got to kind of go, logically, I need five minutes to get out of bed when I get the zombie call. Put on my clothes, my other boots, grab my two rifles and my pistols and, and, and some ammo and walk the fuck out. So that's five minutes. I'm gone. It's like that movie Ronin, which had uh, Robert De Niro, who's a fucking asshole, you know, but the movie was good. And he said, you got to be able to walk away in a minute or two. 
no ties, no connections, just leave. And that's what you got to be able to do as a prepper. And then, you know, maybe an hour and then, and then a day. If you stay more than a day or two, you're fucked. I'm sorry. You're stuck. Now you're in urban survival mode. So you need to learn that too, just in case you fucking stand around with your dick in the dirt for a day or two. So that's how I look at prepping now. And I used to have more of a lackadaisical kind of way, thinking, well, we'll always have time, you know, or I might just go move off grid, but my life is kind of set now. I'm not going to live off grid. I kind of live kind of off grid, but not that much. But the world that we live in is more dangerous and different. The dynamics of what is coming forces us as preppers to reevaluate our bug out plan. And quite literally, if you're going to hunker down, unless you're really sick or disabled and you have no one that will help you get the fuck out of Dodge because no one likes you, well, then that's different. But for 90% of preppers, you need to reevaluate your entire plan of not hunkering down because you, you can't fight that. You know, it, it's like you, you can't. There's you and your wife and, and, and a friend that lives next door. Your team can't get to you for a week because they live out of town. Your closest neighbor was shot on the way over to your house. And all it takes is four or five gangbangers or evildoers, looters, to surround your house and kill you. Kill your wife, kill your children, shoot your dog. Start a fire, burn your house down around you. There's no logic to what they're going to do. They're just going to fucking kill you. That's what, that's what looters do. So you need to really rethink things and, and, and get squared away. So I'm, I've, I've got to go because I'm almost where I'm going. But I'm really hoping that this helps explain why this might not be my last podcast, but I'm not going to be as current because we all know what's coming and we all know what to do about it. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, having someone in your life that overplans everything and all you want to do is go camping and then they have a list and a list of lists and then 10 more lists and then they want to double check their fucking list over and over. And then, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You don't want that. You want to be able to bug the fuck out instantly. So talk it over with your over planning spouse or friend and just make a plan and go, when this happens, I'm fucking gone. I've got, if it's zombies, two, three minutes and I'm gone. If it's just fucking police going to come knock my door down. I, I've got to have a one hour plan, maybe if I got that much time. And then if it's a, if it's just a fucking end of the world fucking scenario, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it more than a, a day. Two at the max.
So there you have it. I hope this helped. I will be popping in and out, doing random thoughts. But I, I just, I'm old and I just don't care anymore. So I hope you guys care enough to do what I've done and reevaluate everything. What's going to happen? How it's going to happen? How many different facets that can happen? And then how can I re-stack, repurpose, and reallocate all of my gear to where I have a super-duper bug-out plan, a pack that will keep me alive, a bunch of shit I can throw in my vehicle instantly that will keep me alive longer. And then if that don't work, just fucking run for the hills. But you, you need to reallocate it and think that things are not going to be good. And if you do that, you'll survive. And I'll see you on the other side of our new normal. All right. I love you all. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy the apocalypse. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.